What's up, y'all? I got a dance deal for you, Chicago. Hubbard Street Dance heats up the Harris Theater stage with its spring series of joy next week. Now, this is some of the most dynamic, cutting-edge contemporary dance made by the world's leading choreographers right here in Chicago. I'm excited for Echoes of Our Ancestors by Maria Torres, among other creators. But you can only catch it for three performances between May 17th and May 19th. Luckily, CityCast Chicago listeners can get tickets in any section for 20% off using code CityCast online or over the phone. Visit HubbardStreetDance.com for details and use code CityCast. Today on CityCast Chicago, what's next for asylum seekers staying in city shelters? What should we name the Irving Park Eagle? And karaoke storytellers is back this weekend at Lincoln Hall, so we want to know what's your go-to karaoke song. It's Tuesday, January 30th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago's talking about. I'm here with executive producer Simone Alisea. Morning, my friend. Good morning, Jacoby. How are you? I'm not out here complaining. Solid weekend. Spent some time inside. Um, I'm re-watching, or I'm watching for the first time The Sopranos. And so I'm locked in for, what's that, like six or seven seasons or something? That's a lot, yeah. That's the whole winner, basically, right? I've, I've made a big commitment. Every Tuesday, we check in on some of the big stories ongoing in Chicago, and we got a big announcement yesterday afternoon when Mayor Brandon Johnson postpones evictions at migrant shelters through March. The move comes after pressure from advocates and alders alike. Uh, Simone, what's the latest? Yeah. So if folks remember, we've been talking about this a lot on the show. Mayor Brandon Johnson had enacted a 60 day limit on shelter stays for migrants at city run shelters. Initially, this was supposed to come up in January. We had that awful cold. It got postponed, postponed. And then this it was supposed to come up again this week. Uh, And so Johnson came out yesterday and announced that, in fact, we're still going to maintain a policy. There's still going to be a limit. But now the the first round of evictions isn't going to come until at least March 16th, until at least mid-March, which and then sort of ongoing from there. There's sort of a staggered based on when you got into the system, how long you've been in the system and when your original eviction date was up. I think this is, um, you know, a mixed bag. I think mm-hmm. for for a lot of people, right? Obviously, welcome news uh, for people staying in shelters who were worried that they might not have a place to go, might not have permanent housing, you know, this week on on Thursday or Friday. Um, but he didn't totally rescind this policy, which is what uh, alders had asked him to do in a in a letter, in a signed letter. Um, about seventeen alders um, were and, and advocates were sort of asking him to asking the mayor to to just completely rescind this 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 limit. Um, Johnson sort of made a case that, look, you know, these are temporary shelters. They are were never intended mm-hmm. for permanent residents. You know, the whole point is it, it's just a place to to sort of be housed until you can uh, find permanent housing. And he sort of touted mm-hmm. the state's program that has helped um find rental assistance for for migrants but the fact of the matter is on the ground when you've got kids in school when you know you don't yeah. you don't know if you're going to get your work authorization it it just um you know 
what temporary means uh, can be very variable, and there's a lot of precariousness in that situation. Yeah, they they asked the Johnson administration, you know, how many of the 1,900 people who were expected to be evicted on February 1st are in some part of the process of getting more permanent housing. And they said something like, I think it was like something 700 like 723. Or so, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and so, I, I don't know, throughout the press conference, it was clear that Johnson is full aware that this is the dominating story of the, this early part of his first term. And at points, he, he clearly wanted to let us know that other things are happening in the city, that he's working to provide more money for the unhoused in the city, that he is, you know, working to make sure young people have more job opportunities come summer. Uh, but 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 it is clear that the, the frustration is, is, is growing amongst people who say, why even create this policy during these months when delays are likely? And he says, hey, this is a part of a broader strategy to get people more permanent housing. We're doing the best we can. We're, we're studying this at, at, at all angles from, from all regions. Yeah, I think the other thing that's important to note, too, is in addition to sort of the, the broader strategy that, that you point out and that Johnson pointed out, it's also a cost issue. Johnson has come out and said that the city is spending $1.5 million a day um, on, on, on migrants, um, on sheltering migrants, and uh, that they will exhaust, the city will exhaust the $350 million that had been allocated in the budget in 100 days. Uh, you, you know, and you heard in this press conference, too, something we have been hearing for the past few months, an increased pressure on the state to step up and provide shelter beds and 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 provide even more resources. And in addition to that, um, asking, of course, the federal government to also step into this, you know, crisis that is that is happening, you know, among states, right? We're talking about uh, you know, obviously Illinois not on the border here. This is happening because the governor of another state has made a policy to to send people here. Obviously, a, a mayor like Johnson, you're not leave. You don't want to leave people out in the cold. Literally, um, you only have a finite amount of money, but also you have to use that finite amount of money to make a political point to say, to show how limited those resources are. So maybe someone else will pony up resources. And also just these numbers of, well, you have this many million dollars happening this long and it's coming from this pot and this many people are going to go out this day and have this situation. You have these many thousands of people. Like, it feels like such a distraction from what is actually happening to people. And it's so hard to wrap your head around sort of the... Mm -hmm the the scale of the issue when sort of these big facts are just kind of hanging over and swirling around. And at the end of it, you just have people who are trying to find a place to live <laughs> fundamentally. Mm-hmm. That is that's what we're talking about here. And adding to it, this announcement comes on the heels of the city's annual count of people experiencing homelessness, which took place late last week. Uh, It's often referred to as the point in time count. Um, Maybe many people don't know about this, Simone. Like this number is really important for how we allocate resources every single year to uh, to combat houselessness. Yeah. So this is something that's actually required by the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development. Basically, if cities want federal resources, federal funds to combat homelessness, the feds need to know how many homeless people there are in your city. Right. Um, And so the the feds require this once every two years. Chicago does it every single year. And the way it works is um, 
they send volunteers out on one day in late January uh, to count the number of people who are living in tents, who are living outside. And then they also uh, count the number of people who are currently staying in shelters uh, throughout Chicago. So you only named a few categories that they went out and counted on January 26th, but we talk about this issue a lot, and we know that there are people who might be in motels, people who might be doubling up, people who might be couch surfing, people who might have found temporary shelter for the evening or for the week in somewhere that isn't outdoors or sort of a city-ran shelter. So, so how accurate is this? can this number really be? This is something that has been criticized by advocates for years, Jacoby. This has been a huge issue with the point in time count. It is, for most cities, it is pretty much the only census, uh, yearly census or, or potentially every two years that is done of people experiencing homelessness. But as you point out, there are a lot of different issues here. Number one, you know, you're you're taking a snapshot of of one or maybe a few nights in the coldest part of the year, mm-hmm. right? How does that how does that that unsheltered population that's going to look very very different in July than it does in January, right? Uh, number two, it doesn't capture people who are couch surfing, people uh, or even people who are. Um, you know, sheltering in areas that are considered not visible, an abandoned mm-hmm. building, for example, uh, who are sleeping in their cars. There's also not a lot of information that we take, right? We're counting the number of people. We do get demographic information about race and gender. Um, Chicago is also keeping track um, the past couple of years of people who are asylum seekers versus people who are not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we don't necessarily ask them questions like, well, why are you sleeping outside? Why? What happened that got you into this situation? We're not asking questions like, do you have a health condition that is preventing you from working, right? Questions that could maybe help us better understand what kinds of services we should be providing. Um, In 2023, Chicago counted uh, just over 6,000 total people uh, who are experiencing homelessness in Chicago. Asylum seekers accounted for about, the city says accounted for about 42% of the people counted in shelters. Um, it There were more people counted in 2023 than there were in 2022, but there was also some shifting in the methodology that changed because of the mm-hmm. pandemic, right? So there's that going on too. It's going to be a minute before we get the numbers from 2024, but I think most advocates would say that whatever that number is, it's almost assuredly going to be an undercount. Um, And it's only really one piece of sort of the data puzzle when we're talking about what we need to know about this population to uh, help people get out of homelessness. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you could transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. 
Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts, your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. Our friend over at Block Club Chicago are in the process of of doing what we in Chicago love to do, finding a fascinating animal, whether it's whether it's a plover or a family of foxes or a turtle and giving it a name. And, and now we have a new animal friend that people are interested in. And it's this bald eagle that has been spotted up in Irving Park. Our friend Colin Boyle has gotten some really cool shots of the, even the eagle in motion near uh, Horner Park. And I mean, seeing its wingspan it is absolutely ridiculous. But uh, for what I understand, when it gets colder in places like Canada, the eagles come down and, and hang out towards Michigan, Illinois, uh, you know, looking for food, look, looking to chill out. Chicago's got some really cool uh, birds out here. And, and so, of course, now people are trying to figure out a name for the eagle. Their options were Eagle Man personal favorite. I love those commercials. Uh, John Baptiste Point DuSable Lakeshore Eagle, wildly long. Uh, the 33rd Ward Balderman, <laughs> Chance the Raptor, Chance the Flapper, and Sorry Lightfoot. Uh, all right, you know, <laughs> I think a couple of them are some strong wins up in there. You know what I'm saying? I think anything that reminds us of of uh, administration's past is probably a pass for me. I think Chance the Snapper has sort of taken up the the sort of Chance the references. You can't name two animals but after <laughs> Chance, I think. I think that's not I, I, I feel like that shouldn't. That's just my opinion. Although Chance the Raptor, I do think is a little bit better than Chance yeah, the Snapper. Than Chance the Snapper. Yeah, so, I agree. I you agree know, with that. That's that's really tough. I actually really like Sorry Lightfoot. I really like it a lot. <laughs> I think it it rolls off the tongue. Lightfoot also kind of like you know, it's got, I got, it's you. got some flight to it. it. I don't know. I'm into it. Um, but no, I just feel like Eagle Man. Do you have insurance on this car? No. It must be Eagle Man. I think it's one of the the kookiest, wildest, most bizarre commercials you've ever seen. Just this big eagle sitting on these people's roofs and just... I've got something for you. Laying an egg that's got really low oh, rates inside. Look like, at those low rates. Low rates. It's a it's a wild commercial. It was honestly a little terrifying as a kid, but it just it feels it feels so so Chicago in a way. Eagle Man is just is just out here. I also think it evokes kind of what it must have felt like for these Irving Park neighbors to walk out in and around Horner Park and to see this like big bald because they're big. They're big birds, right? Like they're, <laughs> they're not like these teeny tiny little songbirds, nah. right? I've seen so many random videos of eagles locking talons and spinning and just like diving out the sky. It, they, they are, they, they are grand uh, creatures for show, for show. The other interesting thing is like the bird experts around Chicago were saying, so right. Eagles come down to Illinois, come down to Chicago every year, as you said, to escape the comparatively colder sort of Canadian winters. Uh, but typically, I guess you would see them more around Lake Calumet, Calumet River, Big Marsh Park on the south side. Mm -hmm. 
and you hadn't seen them as much on the north branch of the Chicago River. But I guess because those smaller uh, waterways were more frozen, the the bigger river wasn't as frozen. And there's been a lot of restoration efforts on that part of the river for the past you know decade or so. Um, mm-hmm that have really contributed to wildlife coming back there in a big way. And this is just sort of another example of that um, on the Chicago River, the the eagles coming back to feed and to to hang out uh, for, for the winter, which is which is great. Be on the lookout. Our friends over at Block Club going to drop a name. And from what I hear, they're going to be dropping some merch with the, the winning name. Uh, and so, you know, we always down for it. You've been listening long enough. Chicago is obsessed with animals. I, I think this is an early candidate for the end of the year animal bracket. Mm. Like we starting off pretty strong. We starting off the pretty Irving strong. The Irving Park Eagle. Like that, that is going to have to compete against some, you know, some, the Plover is going to be back in it, of course, later in by the end of the year. <laughs> but here's the question, Jacoby, at the risk of alienating all of our listeners. Um, do you think the rat hole should count as one of Chicago's favorite animals? <laughs> the face that Jacoby's making right now. <laughs> I'm over it, G. I'm over it. It was cool that first day and a half. I was like, oh man, I never heard about this. It's been there for 20 years. And now they say people out there doing hooded vigils, like got candle, like people walking up doing rituals. I'm like, nah, man. That's see, y'all bugging, G. Y'all bugging. Y'all was supposed to chill out on that. Uh but no, small. The answer is no. I don't Rat know. We'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. December 2024. We'll find out. Before we get out of here this Sunday, we are hosting Karaoke Storytellers, an event where we blend two of, uh, I think, two of Chicago's coolest art forms, karaoke and storytelling at Lincoln Hall up in Lincoln Park. Uh Simone, but we we doing something doing something new. In addition to having a great lineup featuring folks like Sonal Agarwal, fantastic comedian Kelly Howard, who you've definitely seen across uh, your Chicago TV screens, Manessi, Marley. Uh, but if people show up early when doors open at six, you know CityCast is partnering with Karaoke Storytellers. What are we gonna be doing? Well, number one, also they get to see you, Jacoby, as the host of Karaoke Storytellers. Yeah, I'm so going to be in the building. I'm going to be in the building. You're going to be there. That's one reason people should come out. But yeah, as you said, uh, uh, right after doors open at six, we're going to be doing a little pre-show trivia uh, for everybody who comes early. You can come get a drink, come answer some questions. You'll get to see uh, me on stage, which will be a great <laughs> little taster before Jacoby comes out, I'm sure. Uh, These we, are some of your favorite things, G. Karaoke, karaoke, trivia. trivia. This is what I live for, Jacoby. This is why I leave my apartment in the winter time. Literally, this is it. This is karaoke <laughs> and trivia. Uh, you get to answer some questions, get some merch. You can also meet the rest of the City Cash Chicago team. Uh, Sydney and Michelle are going to be there as well. Um, come hang oh, out with oh, us. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. and uh, I've got a very cool. Some very cool prizes uh, for for people who win. Also, if you answer trivia correctly, you may have a chance to come on to the Lincoln Hall stage, uh, which will be very fun and not intimidating at all. I promise. Um, you can also potentially be the audience volunteer at karaoke storytellers if you stick around. We always bring in uh, somebody who you know watches a few people and go, "Hey, I want to do this too." So you might have multiple opportunities to get on stage with yeah, us. Yeah, you know what? You got to do it. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be a, a really good time. And um, yeah, come early. <laughs> um, you be out here in these karaoke streets. What sh- I know you got a, a a few, a little bit of a collection of things you go I to. But, but what's your couple go to, Jones? 
I have, yeah, I have several go-tos. My my old reliable, the one I fall back on again and again, is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, Mm -hmm. It is very easy. It's very chill. My other um, sort of sort of silly skill is I know all the words to one week by bare naked ladies, um, which is a very <laughs> like nonsense song that is sung very, very fast. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's a good little party trick, I think to pull out. Uh, what about you? What's your go-to? You're, you're like, you're pro karaoke. I like, your- I like, I like enjoying watching karaoke. I don't do it often. Hosting the show allows me to just kind of chill out, not really have to sing, but I think the last time I sang, I went with The Payback by James Brown. And what I'm realizing with James Brown's song, and I'm starting to get more and more, I mean, I've always listened to James Brown as a roller skater, but singing it at karaoke, he's like the easiest artist to do at karaoke because you really just get to lean into screaming, not really knowing the lyrics, kind of filling things in with your own ad-libs because that's really the whole James Brown vibe. You're not really trying to hit any particular note um, or, or or sing on any type of a tempo. You just kind of jump in it and, you know, you sold me out for some chicken change. You know, it just, it just saying things that came to his spirit. So I, I love it. I want to give another thank you to our executive producer, Simone Ali These Tuesday chats are some of the best parts of my week, my friend. Thanks, Jacoby. Find us there, Karaoke Storytellers, on Sunday at Lincoln Hall. Uh, check the link in the show notes for, for more details. And again, come early if you want to meet the CityCast Chicago team and, uh, you know, play some trivia, win some prizes. One more thing, some good news. Blues legend Buddy Guy will kick off three days of shows this Thursday at Buddy Guy's Legends in the Loop. You can find a link in the show notes. Also, you can get this event and more at our events page on chicago.citycast.fm and get daily events in your inbox every morning by signing up for our newsletter, Hey Chicago. We're going to be back bright and early tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Peace. Peace.